Good morning, listeners. This is the Creative Brother, and I want to thank you for listening in. This is episode number 10, season 2. Thanks for, for chirping, for chirping in. Thanks for listening in. I'm going to be doing all the chirping, huh? Um, here's the title, and let's get this thing started. Persistence without insight leads to the same outcome, right? <laughs> All right. Uh, listeners, this is not as much of think tanky as my normal episodes are. It's about a, a day's worth of um, investment. But it also comes behind, I guess I had it, I'm fed up. This is one of the fed up episodes that's uh, kind of pop topicy and think tanky. But I get to watch people repeat the mistakes of the past on a daily basis, not learning from it, nor um, exhibiting any mindfulness of getting it right, fixing it. Solutions people, you know, problem solver types. They just talk about it, but they talk about it like they want people to fix, somebody to fix it. Somebody, they're acting like they're the problem solvers, but mm-mm, they don't. When I sit and drink my coffee early in the morning, look at all of these um, talk shows, you know, when it comes to what happened last night in the news, what happened in sports, uh, you know, business, CNBN, CNBC, blah, blah, blah. Get some information. You get these talky people, chirper types, and they're chirping on what's wrong. What's wrong? What is what's wrong? The free enterprise system is broke. It's broke. It's, it sucks. You know, here's where. <laughs> what you don't get is at the end of the conversation, you don't get the solutions part. Here's what we came up with, what some easy stuff that if we employed, if we employed these solutions, here's what we could see happen. You don't get that. Every now and then, you'll see people doing that. But they're, they're like, well, here's what other people need to do to fix this. And we're like, I'm, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so you're saying that you're powerless. You can't fix it. You think others who have more power can do this. So you're just offering up the solutions from the sideline as, you know, the power person walks by. You need to fix it. Blah, blah, blah. Why, what's wrong? Why can't we get you to do it? You know, and you don't, they don't, uh, uh, right? Yeah. You do it. You know? So, I just, I'm, I've had enough. Let's talk about it. <laughs> this is not going to last long because this is more of a, if you're listening to me at this point, 42 episodes in, oh, then you have, you have, you have bought into what the creative brother is talking about is that in life I mean you get up in the morning you don't have to live with stuff even if it's above your pay grade you can get in there like the ant does and decides I want to build a mile, ant mound I'm not in charge of ant mound building I haven't moved up that high yet in the ant mound in the ant mound building hierarchy but you know what I'm just going to go out here this morning I have some time I'm going to go out here. I'm going to get the first grain of dirt. <clears throat> I'm going to start on my own ant mound. And I'm going to see who, 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 who joins in on that. Because I think, from what I have noticed in my ant mound building, 
that seems to be how you become a leader in the ant mound building world. You just get started. And then somebody comes in and says, what you doing? Oh, I'm building an ant mound. It's going to look like this. I keep seeing it in my, in my dreams at night, so I'm going to do it. Oh, you know what? I have a similar vision. Let me, can I help? Sure. And then you have one ant, two ants, three ants, four ants, bunch of ants. Then you end up as an ant mound leader because it's got your name on it. Eric's ant. Eric's, Eric and company mound. Who thought that up, Eric? Okay, well, okay, you're an ant mound leader. That's typically how it happens in life. You can't sit on the sideline thinking you're gonna get a chance to be a leader. You gotta get in there. And you can't, you can't wanna be a leader. That gets bestowed on you. What happens is you get in there and start doing stuff, problem solving. Now all these non-problem solver types look at you and go, that's the leader over there with the red jacket on. Or the green jacket, whatever. You get bestowed and all you want to do is fix a problem. Now you're some sort of leader, okay? But when you go in to be the leader, I want to be in charge. No one likes that. <laughs> I mean, no one likes the person who aspires to be in charge. Oh, really? You do know you need to learn on the way up to being in charge so you can teach us how to do it, right? Person in charge typically knows how to do it. That's why they're in charge. Otherwise, you ain't in charge. Okay, let's have a little fun here with examples of most of the things that center around, uh, you know, they ain't right, we need to fix it. Typically, the words to use are diversity and fairness, because we're talking about emotional creatures called humans, right? We're emotional creatures. Each one of us to a varying degree from the other. So most of the things on this list, and I sat and I thought about this since yesterday, I thought, what types of things are not emotionally human related that people exhibit persistence without perception that leads to, you know, the same outcome? Are there any things that are not emotional? Nope, they're all emotional human stuff. Every last one of them. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. This morning, I'm putting this on the list first because it's the thing, the last thing I saw before I walked into my office to deliver this to you. So I put it up front. I put it, I put an arrow and said this first. <laughs> I highlighted it in pink, which means important in my world. Pro sports coaching issues. I was listening while I was drinking my coffee, listening to these guys chirp on ESPN about, oh, you know, end of football. It's the end of the football, uh, well, end of the football season. Now it's the last four teams getting ready to play to see who goes to the Super Bowl. And now it's all these coach coach um head coach opportunities you know open jobs so you've got uh the black guys chirping about oh you know man here we are making up most of the lead and we can't even get the jobs at the top level blah 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 one guy you know and no everybody you know the white guys are you know the show the host show host you know yeah you're right and this and that it's weird and then I'm like, okay, this is just, okay, this is just, well, I don't know what this is. What, what is this? But when you look at it, it's mimicked across society. Oh, we feel for you, you're right. And not black and white, you know, but people. The people who are in the, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, decision modes and the people who are in the, I call them ducks. 
ducks and geese and swans and and all the other types of birds. Let's just use those as the uh, reference points. Ducks are in charge. The geese want more. The ducks, you know, who are not in charge but are still ducks that are out there with the geese, you know, they have to be, they have to lean towards the geese, the goose. I hear you. I feel you. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh, the people in my, in the ducks like me, they need to listen more, need more mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Well, they're in the job where they have to do that, right? Come on now, let's just be honest. So here's the pro sports guys. Here's what I would say to y'all. Or, well, pro sports people, because it's women too, right? And aliens. We got some alien leagues, you know. Is that typically, like, let's just talk about black athletes and football, basketball. I, I kind of, I didn't do my numbers, but I did some numbers before, so I'm using my, 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 my memory. The majority of the athletes are black. Okay, so let's just do 60%. Uh, the athletes in pro basketball at 80 percent, 65 percent, 70 percent of pro basketball uh, players are black. Okay, so that's an extra amount of numbers. Now, me, creative brother, I'm a little uncomfortable because I'm a numbers guy and I prefer to give you numbers. I did a podcast episode and I have the paper over here in my pile and I keep all my stuff. It's over here in a pile. I could go pull it out and get these numbers because I have them. I've done it. But the majority of the athletes, the, the pro athletes in pro basketball, NBA, are black. The majority of the coaches are not. And, but my position is this, pro folks, pro athletes, who, and the people who are supporting you know, more of this or that, is that if you go and add up all of the pro athletes in, say, professional NBA basketball, you're going to have 60-whatever percent, 70 percent black. Then you add up the numbers of basketball players and how many that is. Add up the numbers of professional NBA coaches and get the percentage of white coaches, right? It's a majority. Add up the numbers of, prof- of, of employees that work for the teams. Get that number. I don't know what that number is, okay? Probably a majority white because it's just... America is majority white. So let's just use the numbers of, a, of the majority averages on, on sports. So the average amount of employees that work for the pro teams, probably majority white for some percentage, you know, maybe a huge percentage. Let's just say it's 70% white, overwhelmingly. They don't, they don't, it's not diverse. Okay. When you do, when you add all those numbers up at the total level, that's where I think the conversation needs to be had on diversity and fairness. I don't know what that number is. I haven't done that think tank uh, level amount of uh, you know stuff. I don't think I even went there when I did the numbers for a previous podcast episode. I don't think I went and did those numbers. Don't know if you can get them, to be honest with you. That's why I didn't go look, because I thought, eh, no one's putting this stuff out here. But uh, I think the conversations need to be had at the totality level. What is the diversity overall? Because when you think about the, the uh, sheer amount of black players in professional basketball and football, 
I'm thinking if I'm a white owner for, for, sport, for professional basketball or football, I'm a white guy, I own the team, right? I'm not doing numbers, I own the team. I don't give a crap about numbers. I own the team, it's my team. I got here for, you know, through a certain pathway, right? Because I'm a, a good business person. One way or another, you can call it what you want. But I got here because I, you know, I have the I have the capability to do this, and I followed a certain, you know, methodology to get here, right? I ain't looking at numbers like that. I'm not. But a lot of people in that uh, stratosphere, I know some of these people. They're they're numbers people, and they're saying, well, you know what, man? And they're talking to their friends, and they're saying. Man, most of the guys that are making the money are black. We got to spread some money around, give some other opportunities to other people. So they're thinking diversity, okay? From their perspective, they're saying, oh man, 80% of the dudes making the money and that 80% is X amount of dollars of the total I'm paying out. So 80% of the money I'm paying out totally are going to the black guys. And then they're not thinking about the money part where that's most important, right? They're thinking about all these jobs where most of these jobs paying 50, 60, 70, 80,000, 90,000 a year, it's 50, 40,000 to the workers, right? And that's where the bulk of the people are. The vast majority of the workers are who support the team. And then we got the coaches, smaller percentage. They make good money, but they're thinking about the players and how much they paid those people and how that bulk of money is the biggest bulk. It is. That's where all the money is going, to the players. So the owners are thinking, we're not diverse there. 80% of the money going to the black guys. That's what they're thinking. Okay, and as a businessman myself, that's how I think. Where's all the money going? Well, now they're chirping about wanting to run the team, want to be, want to run the team too. You want to run the team? You want to make all the money playing on, playing on the team? So all the guys on the team, you want the guy running the team, and you want me to hire everybody? Oh, man, no. So that's how they think, okay? So I'm just trying to open up your mind on the other side here, those that are listening. Okay, let's move to the next one. Diversity in movie presence. Need more people look like me, more ducks and, and uh, you know, warblers. There's too many ducks, you know, on the screen running stuff, jumping out of planes, saving lives. Little tiny dudes, 5'8", 165 pounds with a suit on, saving dudes 6'5", and he's going, thank you, Batman, or thank you, a uh, 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 spider dude. Why can't we get a, uh, 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 a red bird look like me? They come out and save stuff. I, you know, I got 10 years of martial arts in. This is real. What's wrong with that? And, you know, that kind of thing. And, hey, let me tell you about that. That's business. That's the free enterprise system at work there. And what that's about is worldwide demand. What do people want to see? Well, there's two pathways here, listeners. There's the path of what people have been trained to expect to see. And then there's the path of what they would like to see if you asked them. <laughs> people are, have, been, have, been, have been trained to expect to see a little dude with a spider uniform on 
uh, been bit by a spider with all these spidey senses, saving everybody. Just happens to be a white guy, right? Tiny white guy got bit by a spider, nice, strong, and he doesn't look like he can save you, but he, he, he can save you. Save all the whole train full of people, the entire train. That's the premise. But if you, the person that wants to see red birds, more red birds out there saving the world, that's that's called Tyler Perry. <laughs> you need to become Tyler Perry and then write your stories and put more red birds into the the title role like the creative brothers doing with his storytelling and you, if you've listened to me you i'm not going to get into it but i'm writing my own stories they're going to be for money too and i'm not going to do what everybody else is doing i'm going to do animation and i'm going to tell fun stories the fun side the positive side of some ugly stuff right of an ugly period but everything life wasn't completely ugly it was just an ugly period I'm going to tell the fun stuff and the positive stuff. So what I would say to people who want more, di- di- you know, more diversity and more red birds and black birds and green birds in the movies, you do it. You go do that. And then we'll have it. There it is. Same thing with the business world, everybody. Want more diversity in the business world? I hear you. I hear you. You help make that happen. You build some businesses or move up high in existing other people's businesses. Figure out how to do that and move up high. And then let me tell you something that I don't see enough of. Oh, I didn't see enough of when I was in it. Exercise your span of control that they give you. They meaning the people who are the people who making those choices, who are in control. And they gave you a little. What I didn't see when I was in corporate America coming up, and when I mean corporate America, all the way, you know, when you work for a company and even in NASA and all the things I've done, I didn't work for NASA. I didn't work for the FAA. I didn't work for the government. I worked right alongside with them in the buildings and they needed me in there to do what I was doing. Otherwise it wasn't gonna happen. You know, one one of the important brains in the building. But what happens is you still work for a company, they're in corporate America, even though you don't see them every day, you see your government counterparts every day. But move up, get in there, exercise your span of control when you move up. I didn't see that. I saw too many people. And this is um, a conversation for everyone, not just you know people who think I'm talking to people of color. I'm not, I'm talking to all of y'all. You know, I'm from Texas, so we say y'all. Is that too many people when they moved up into the next world? I don't think the people who were in control of moving them up it fully explained to them what they expected and why they moved them up. That's what I did. When I moved up someone, when I was in a position, I would tell you why I'm doing it. Here's why, here's what I see in you. Here's why I'm doing it. It's personal. And people try to come across, oh, it's business. No, it's not. Yes, it's business, but you're a human. You're emotional. I don't care how much or how little you have in you, you're still an emotional human. Okay? And you chose for a reason emotionally. I ain't gonna lie to you. People are lying to you when they tell you it's not. They're liars. 
okay? I told people why I moved them up, what I expected from them. This is what I saw in you. This role requires this stuff. I see you doing this, 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 and this, and this. Breaking rules all over the place. Not doing what everybody else has been doing. And here's what I need you to do. I need you to be the boss or the supervisor or whatever I gave you, whatever I've given you. I need you to be that. I need you to exercise span control from zero to 120. That's the... That's what's on the dial, zero to 120. I need you to be able to cut that rascal all the way up to full power or dial it down to zero, depending on the span of control required. You feeling me? Uh-huh. Now get out there. Bye. That's me. Was I done like that? Mm-mm. I just learned that's what you need to do with people so they understand what you expect, what you see in them, then set them off to go do it. Then you put a left side of the road on them and a right side of the road on them, put a ceiling on them and a cap, a floor, and set them off. Let them go do their stuff. That's it. That's what I don't see enough of in corporate America. People getting the job to be a boss and then they don't exercise boss level span of control. They're scared. Oh, you know, we bought a pool. I don't want to lose the job. We got, I bought a Lexus. Can't, I can't go in there and lose my job. Exercise and span of control. You're going to lose that job because they expect from you, you ain't giving it to them. That's why a lot of people lose their jobs because they didn't perform at the expected level of the person that gave them that job. Remember that. Okay, everybody? Okay, here's a big one. Women's issues around diversity, safety, et al. You know, you're seeing it. Bill Cosby, uh, uh, what's his name, Prince, whatever his name is from the UK. This is at the higher level. A bunch of actors, (laughs) a whole bunch of business persons have been, you know, sent to the sideline. News people, why? Because, you know, some women decided they had had enough. And also decided they could use that stuff against the guys they didn't like. So not everybody who is listening, not everybody who did that, actually, some of them were liars. Some of them were, some of them took some people down, you know, and they lied. You know, they fabricated. So my point is, is this, women that are listening. We need more women in control, just like the point I just made earlier about the business world. We need more women choosing to be in control, picking, you know, entrepreneurship. That way they're in control. They can make the decisions, you know, that affect them and they don't have to live with stuff. Right. Secondly, move up in the corporate world in which you work, you know, purposefully. Don't accept. Move it up and then exercise your span of control effectively when you get to those places where you have some um, some control. Exercise it, right? Everybody who is listening, or who are listening, let me give you a secret to something I learned about um, what I'm talking about. When you are given, and even when you're not, exercise your span of control in whatever role you have in a job you have, or whatever you're doing. Exercise your full span of control and maybe spill over a little bit into other in, in, into the next one. Make your boss tell you, pull back. Pull back, Eric. Make your boss tell you to do that. Exercise your span of control in whatever you're doing. Take 
ownership of whatever you're doing and watch how you move up in life, in any area. Take ownership as a general rule, as a person, and watch how people give you more because that's what they want. They don't want ownership. They want the rewards that come out of it, right? But they really don't actually want the ownership. But if they're linked to it, and if you can get them there pulling that wagon, <laughs> why work hard? Let Eric do it. Try it on for size. Now, let me say it again for you. Just literally, when you get done listening to me, take ownership. Just period. Apply it. Apply that. Put a sticker on folks. Take ownership. That, take that mentality. And watch how people give it to you. They just let you have it. I'm, I'm serious. That's my secret in life. I'm a child. Take ownership. And watch how people treat you. Way better. I, I can go anywhere on earth. I just take ownership. People, they look, they just think I'm supposed to be there. They just look at me like, oh, I've never seen him before, but it looks like he's been here before. So, hey, whatever. They just leave you alone, let you go do your stuff. Because it looks like you've already been there already. They don't know you, but it looks like, you know, you've been there. You're taking ownership of being where you are. You're taking ownership of the, of the real estate you're standing on. And people just say, okay, we're well, fine. It's when you don't look like you're taking ownership when people mess with you, come over and poke you, right? <laughs> Who are you? Poke! And see what you do. Now, that said, in politics, which is a big one, right? You got to stop the insanity, learn to be a double dealer. And I've done exercises on it. I have an episode called Learn How to Be a Double Dealer, Star Wars style. Listen to it. It's fun. It is. And in politics, what I, you know, I listen to these political folks. We need to figure out how to beat the Republicans in Texas, blah, blah, blah. Now, if ever there's an example, folks, of persistence without perception leading to the same outcome, it is the Democrats in Texas. Isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Just keep getting up in the morning, repeating the same thing they did yesterday, saying the same nonsense. And expecting for things to, for the, for the outcome this time, be different. Really? How's that supposed to happen? I don't get that. Right? You're leaving it up to chance. Right? Throw it, throw it, throw it up to the wind and see if it blows out there to the north. That's where we need it to go. Throw it up there. It ain't gonna happen. I've already told you what to do. Democrats in Texas just need to go vote Republican. We are, we need to, like, admit that it's coming up on voting time here. Everybody just needs to go and just vote Republican. <laughs> and vote out, vote for the others. The person you don't want to see win, just go vote for the others. And then just put that person in. Because Democrats can't get it. I have tried this on Democrats. I've asked Democrats about this. And they're like, well, I'm not a Republican. And I'm saying, you're not even listening to me. You just waited for me to finish so you could tell me that. And I just spent five minutes trying to tell you how it works and you didn't, you didn't even listen. Go vote Democrat then. Go vote for, what's his name, Beto O'Rourke. He's lost three or four times. He ain't gonna beat anyone, right? 
And uh, even when you see him on TV, it looks like he's like just doing it for the check. Yeah, vote for me. There is no enthusiasm. I'm like, man, run as a Republican. You probably will win if you run as a Republican. So that's basically what, on, in the, on, the, on the political side of things, what you have to do is that you have to just completely stop the insanity and go take a 100%, a 180, a 180 perspective. And you can't think that persistence is going to win the day. It's not. <laughs> it's not going to do it. Oh, boy. Here's another. Here's a big one. Just plain living. It's every day. Everybody is like diversity in where you live. Demographical. Right? Demographics. This is personal. It's really a good example for me. Where, you know, my big project I'm putting together, that I put together, now I'm working on the other stuff towards getting it to, to uh, being alive. I've got some steps here. I'm on step number two of a four-step process. And um, I just believe that my community where I grew up, even though I grew up on a diverse street, you turn off a primarily black neighborhood into my street, Sunset, it became diverse. Uh, so that's what I grew up around, and everybody had to follow me, <laughs> do what I did, right? So I was the, the you know, the, the, the leader of my street when it came to kids and stuff, because and, I engineered ramps across the creek, right where I lived, and you could jump across the creek, and we had Bicycle Hill right next to the creek. You had to create that by riding your bike through there, trails. They not they call it trail riding. You know, when they started calling it trail riding in the 70s, but shoot, we were already doing that. <laughs> Running into a tree, oops, a little too close. Broken collarbone, oops, sorry, John. Don't tell your mama that wasn't me. All right, but ultimately, I what I'm doing, one of the, part of the mission, um, it's part of the 174 homes that I'm gonna build. The 26 blocks of city, 26 city blocks that I'm looking to acquire from those that already, well, to develop 26 out of 32 city blocks in my community where I'm from is specific. 174 homes, which includes some duplex and a $60 million uh, AIC, AIC, Arts, Information and Communications Event Center. Oh, it's going to be a trip. Uh, right all there together, right there. And ultimately, I want the neighborhood, I want that community to be the more diverse in the primarily black and brown part um, where there's very few white people there. And, you know, they could be there if they want to. They just have chosen not to. And with all that I'm doing, it's going to change. It's going to completely reinvigorate, re... Um, I mean, it's, it's, you, you're going to want to be over there if you're cool, if you're cool. It's going to be affordable but cool looking because I'm telling you, I'm, I'm redoing everything over there. And I, my, my vision is, is I want it to be more diverse. You know, my, more diverse. Black, brown, white, green, purple, and yellow, whatever. And it's gonna be that based on people who want to be in there demographically because of the cool stuff around the corner from all the new shopping stuff, not that far down the street from the $60 million AIC event center. And at night, that 1.1 mile span of highway is going to be lit up. Unlike what y'all have seen now. It's going to be Asian style. Uh, my friend from Asia, the architect, he's mad at me right now. He's, he's upset with me because I, you know, I told him don't send his underlings to call me. I met you. 
I deal with you. I ain't dealing with your underlings. So right now his feelings are a little bruised. But I'll bet you they'll come unbruised when I put that, when I dangle that contract in front of him. Because he's he he specializes in light. That's why I like him. And when I when I dangle that contract in front of his butt, I bet you his feelings will heal right up. <laughs> I bet you they'll heal right up. So he's gonna help me light that district up in a way that America has not seen yet. I'm telling you, I dream about it at night. I can't wait. I'm gonna do this or I shall die trying. That's all I know. I ain't living too much longer if this ain't happening. I just don't wanna be here. Just blow my head off. I'm doing it. That's how serious I am about that. Okay. (laughs) So when it comes to living, I talked about my community, where I'm from and what I'm doing there. The same would apply in any other communities where there, it's not diverse enough. And especially white communities where it's just too much. Not diverse. Not diverse at all. You get a lot out of diversity, ethnic diversity, demographics. You know, you can't have all of the same kind of people. It's weird when you have all of the same kind of people in a community. And that's for everybody. Okay, I don't care who you are. It just gets weird. You ain't ain't right when you're not diverse. I'm just going to say it. One area right here that's important to me, too, because I deal with this in my business. Um, Just as an example, yesterday I had a fantastic business day. I mean, up close to the record for me. Okay, it's 2022, January. Every one of my customers from yesterday was out in the middle of nowhere. Out in the middle of nowhere across America. Cold, you know, on the coast, on the Gulf Coast, up in the great northwest, out far west, out far east. Everybody out in the middle of nowhere can't get what I sell. Not even close. And I was just thinking to myself, you know, they heard my voice. I'm a tribe of one that's wide out there. And they don't care. They like me. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not going through what I'm hearing on TV. That's all I can tell you. But the rural communities, they need the same thing I'm talking about. They need diversity. That's how you bring them back. Because so many of them, what I do when I get a customer, and I, I go and I, I look at where they are. To, I, it's part of my verification that you're not a cheater trying to give me a bad credit card or something. <laughs> You know, for something $25,000, $50,000 or something, right? I ain't trying to, mm-mm. Mostly it's cash. So let's say it's fifteen grand down at the credit card level. Uh, I don't like to take credit cards at $50,000. Oh, you're kidding? That's a big fee. But uh, so I verify people and I can see where, where they are. And I can also see how beautiful it is. I have seen some pretty stuff. Montana? Oh, it's a hidden secret. Montana on these lakes and stuff? Oh, my God. I, oh, oh, my goodness. Look at Montana Lakes. Put just Google Montana Lake living, and, and and hold yourself back from picking up and pulling up your stakes and leaving tomorrow. Oh my God! Ridiculously beautiful, but they need diversity, and all they have to do is just uh, go for it. Just go for it, and I don't mean like bringing you know go go recruit black people. Mm-mm, they're there, not a lot, right? Just recruit diversity of all kind, you know, income type, you know, income diversity. It's more than just ethnic diversity. It's also diversity in mindset. 
We can't have a bunch of folks out here thinking all the same. That's not good. It's just as bad as having ethnic, a lack of ethnic diversity. You need diversity in mindset, okay? And then the last one here, y'all know this is important to me. Y'all know it. I keep bringing it up. The educational diversity, right? And the educational persistence without perception leading to the same outcomes. I, I, I think I'm two podcasts away from talking about um, this and what America needs and blah, 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 and Germany with their two pathways, right? I really love that. I did a lot of work on that, but I've also done work on that in the past. I've also studied and kept up with the anthropological aspects of countries that, um, that, that put an importance on the vocational path that people take. Because that's most people. Most people are working in a vocational situation. They are. And a bunch of high, my customers make fun of the white collar folks and how they can't get folks to come to work for them because they want to sit in a cold, you know, in the in the air conditioning and make, you know, make twenty-five thousand dollars a year, thirty thousand dollars a year, thirty-five thousand sitting on their butts, punching punching a computer screen where they can make fifty, sixty or more outside in the fresh air with jeans on, you know, with no no, uh, 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 we laugh about that. I tell them, I say, you know, it costs a lot of money to keep your clothes clean with those dry cleaners. And they got chemicals in the clothes, so you at work, you're itching, you don't know why you're scratching. What? It's the chemicals in your shirt. <laughs> you got the, the dry cleaning bill. So, and I tell women all the time, women that I work with, that I, that I don't work with, I tell women that, you know, you go from wearing dresses in the office or pantsuits to owning a trucking business, your dry cleaning bill goes to zero, none, you know, and it's just you spend less money. But educationally, I just need to set up dual pathways for people, vocational and white collar. And what I think America needs, and this is a big one right here. This is a great ending for me. Joe Biden's trying to do this. He hasn't talked about it enough. The public works programs. I talked about that. There's just way too many people that are broke and don't have a path. They haven't been properly prepared for adulthood. I'm not coming down on their parents. What I'm saying is, it's just a lot of people out there are not mindful. They're just not. And to expect more from the from those people is um, also uh, persistence without perception. You know, leading to the same outcomes. We have to take into consideration, listeners, that there's a big sector of um, the world where you live, where I live, and all of that, where you don't have a mindful population of people. They're not mindful. They need set up. They need things to be set up for them. They do. And if they can pick a path from what's being set up, that is what will help a huge amount of people get straight. Here's a good example around that. My AIC Center. <laughs> I like saying that. AIC, Arts Information and Communication Center. That's what I'm doing there. Now, it's going to be a place for entertainment, too, where you can go and sit in, in an auditorium-style situation, you know, open with the backdrop on the wall is can be you can be you can make that backdrop whatever you want whatever background you want it could be a preacher could be a band could be a talker could be whatever kids whatever but part of what is going to happen in there 
on the communications and information side of the fence. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get ahead of the education uh, step. I'm gonna pre- prepare you for education by engrossing you in AR. You put the goggles on, and we're gonna have programs, AR programs, where you can see what it's like to be an attorney. What you gotta go through, gotta go to school. We'll show you what it's going to class, sitting in, sitting in class. I don't wanna do that. Oh, now you're not gonna be a lawyer. Or show you sitting in court. And so, so you're sitting outside the courtroom for two hours waiting on your, on your case. You might not want to live that life. They'll show the good stuff too, you know, beating people's butts. And then we'll show you what it means to be this or that. So we're going to have an educational pathway AR where we'll work with business, government, and all of that. And we're, we're going to create content and buy content, rent content, subscribe to content get folks to go out there and create content so we can use it and con- you know subscribe to it where people will, sh- will show you what it means to be this and what it means to be that. We're gonna put you in, that ha- in the hands, okay? You get a chance to see it and you can choose what vocational path you wanna pick from there, okay? That's gonna be beautiful. That way you won't make mistakes. You'll make fewer mistakes by having that opportunity to see what it's like before you go make that commitment. Isn't that a great thing, everybody? I need some feedback on that, but that's okay. If you you don't like it, I'm still doing it. (laughs) Whatever, okay? So that's a nice little segue to closing. What I'm trying to say here is, is the persistence without perception leading to the same outcome. You know, it's just, don't do it. I'm asking you to get the bigger picture. Go after the bigger picture first. Add perception to the solutions mix. Sit down and think about what you what you want. And ask yourself, is that really, or do I, is this problem really a problem? Like the professional sports, the professional coach problem. I don't see that as a problem. I really don't. Because when you look at the overall numbers, the black players are making the majority of the money that's coming out of the league. And you're just gonna have to be happy with that. <laughs> you're just gonna be, you're just gonna have to be happy with that fact that you're pulling down the majority of the money, except for the owners, right? And if I was a, a professional uh, sports team owner, that would be what I would convey. This is That's my word for the day. Convey, C-O-N-V-E-Y, which is to communicate effectively a message. If I were a team owner, that would be my conveyance to the, to the players that are chirping and to the coaches, is that, okay, firstly, black players make whatever percent on this team of the money. Okay, how you feel about that? Uh, oh my God. Okay, so then I would explain to them how I'm seeing it and that diversity isn't fair all around. And then they would have to agree to that and I'd go, well, that's the end of my conversation. We ain't gonna reach diversity, you know. You know, We ain't, we ain't, we ain't gonna reach that. That's just some sort of, that's something that, you know, to talk about. But in the real world, life just can't be made fair. It just can't. It's a pursuit we can't go after. 
It's just not. So some of you are not going to agree with me on this. But again, that's why we have uh, an opinion. Everybody has a different one. With that said, thanks for listening. Persistence without perception leads to the same outcome. I want you to have a great day and we will talk again.